This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Welcome to episode 400. I cannot believe it is the 400th episode. It snuck up on me, if I'm being honest. I wanted to do something fun for this episode. I try to do something a little bit different at every 100 mark, although I might have missed that (laughs) for episode 300. I wanted to throw a big party to celebrate the 300th episode, but then quarantine hit and that wasn't going to happen. But anyway, for the 400th episode, I just wanted to record one of my favorite kinds of episodes, which is kicking back and having a casual conversation with one of my best friends. These are one of my favorite types of podcasts to just listen to as a listener and as a host. I love recording episodes like this where it's really like you're just listening in on a conversation. So for today's episode, I am joined by one of my dearest friends. I'm sure many of you know her, Kaylee Christina from ClearStem Skincare. She's the co-founder and COO of ClearStem. She's one of my closest friends and has been for a long time. And she's been on this podcast many times. So I know a lot of you are familiar with her and a lot of you use ClearStem Skincare, which I use and love such an amazing brand. But in this episode, we're talking about all kinds of things. We talk about love and friendship and making friends as an adult and entrepreneurial life and authenticity and just all kinds of fun things. So I'm excited for you to hear it. But I wanted to record a separate intro just to say thank you. Again, I can never say it enough. Thank you to everybody who listens to the podcast regularly everyone who shows support and shares episodes on social media. And if you write a rating and review on iTunes, that means so much to me. And it's so cool for me to look back and realize how long I've been doing this. And the community that we've created is so magical. And I just love you guys so much. I hope you know how much I appreciate you. And I probably wouldn't have lasted this long podcasting if I didn't have an incredible community supporting me and engaging with me. And that's what I love. Like, I love that engagement. I love hearing back from you guys. I love connecting with you. There are times when podcasting can feel pretty lonely because it's me talking on a microphone to myself and then putting it out there. And you don't always get that direct feedback like you might in other mediums. So it just really means a lot to me when you engage and share and show support and when you take part in the community because we've created something really amazing, but the podcast wouldn't be this much fun or this fulfilling if it wasn't for you. So I just wanted to say thank you so, so much truly from the bottom of my heart. And that being said, if you're not already in the free private forum for the community, make sure you sign up for that. The link will be 
in the show notes. And it's also at christinathechannel.com slash membership. It's a great place to connect with other listeners. I would love to see you there. And if you want to connect with Kaylee, you can find her on Instagram at kaylee.christina. You can find ClearStem at clearstemskincare.com and also look them up on Instagram at clearstemskincare. And if you want to try out ClearStem, you can use my discount code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A for $15 off at clearstemskincare.com. So don't forget about that. All right, let's dive into the episode. We cover so much ground, but it's really laid back and a fun episode. So enjoy this conversation with Kaylee. If there is one accessory everyone needs, it is at least one, if not two or more pairs of blue blocks. Not only are they an accessory, but they are one of the most important health tools in my toolkit and one of the most important things for me to be able to be as productive as I am, keep my brain working as well as possible and keep my energy levels high. I would be lying if I said we are not sleep divas in this house. We take our sleep very seriously. And if you do too, then you need a pair of blue blocks in your life. I had tried so many different blue blockers over the years and they were all those orange lenses and I wasn't getting the full benefit. The Sleep Plus Red Lens from Blue Blocks is the only true 100% blue and green light blocking lens for after sunset use. With those orange glasses, you're not blocking the full range of blue and green light that you want to to optimize your circadian rhythm and fully support your sleep. I have noticed a huge difference since switching to the Sleep Plus Red Lens. It helps to improve your sleep, reduce anxiety, relax you overall, and you'll notice a huge difference the next day with your energy levels, your productivity, and over time, your hormonal balance. And then during the day, I use the Blue Light Clear Lens. I work in natural lighting, so that's a great fit for me, but they also have their Summer Glow Yellow Lens for daytime use, which is a mixture of blue light blocking and color therapy, which is great for people who work under more artificial lighting and or if you struggle with seasonal depression or anxiety. But as somebody who works on screens all day, if I'm not wearing these, I get really bad digital eye strain and I'll get a really bad headache by the end of the day. So if you deal with digital eye strain, migraines, headaches, these will be a game changer for you. And if you sleep in a light room or have a partner who wakes up early, turns on the lights. The Remedy sleep mask will change your life. I've tried so many different sleep masks and never really liked any of them. The Remedy sleep mask is amazing. It cups your eyes so no light gets through and it's way more comfortable. And I see a huge difference in my REM and deep sleep cycles. I get so many compliments on my blue blocks. I have the crystal frames, the Parker frames, and the Hudson frames. They have about 20 different frames to pick from, so there's definitely an option for you. You can also send in your own frames, and they have a custom-made prescription service available as well. And for every pair of blue blocks they sell, they donate a pair of reading glasses to Restoring Vision, who gifts some reading glasses to someone in need. If you're ready to get your hands on a pair of blue blocks or gift them to someone who needs them, they will change your life. Just head to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and use my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A for 15% off. Again, that's blueblocks.com, B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com and my code Christina will get you 15% off. So hyped to be here. (laughs) Thanks so much for having me on the show today. (laughs) 
<laughs> Thank you for coming to my 400th episode. You're so welcome. <laughs> Fourth name, 400th episode. Oh my God. Fourth iteration. <laughs> Fourth iteration. <laughs> Doing this a long time. Yeah, just a, just a few podcasts. I hyped you back on the mic. <laughs> I am though. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't podcasted in a while. I'm, I'm like cry. so excited. When was the last time you podcasted? Mm, I think we, we did an episode back in. We have to do a wrap up episode soon, but our last one was in like October, I think. So it's oh been a God. hot minute. Oh, man. Yeah. I haven't not podcasted. I mean, for like five years, <laughs> over five years. I mean, it started when you were in college. Yeah. Like this podcast has transitioned so much with your life. Did I have my podcast when we met? I think you had started shortly after because it was with, <laughs> did it start with four people at first or three or three, f- three people three. at first? Mm-hmm. Three of us. I was the ringleader, obviously. Yeah. And then it was two. And then it was and two. One. And then it was one. one. I just knocked. It's like somebody, <laughs> somebody, Carrie, she's, I'm sure she's listening to this. She was like, she was like, your podcast is like the Hunger Games. Like, <laughs> I'll be eliminated. Yeah, we'll see, One who, is left. We'll see who survives. It's transitioned so much from, it was a little more pop culture-ish. A little in the beginning. Well, like yeah. more, more life. Because they talked about like dating. There was like the Bachelor episodes. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, throwback. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine me doing a Bachelor <laughs> episode now? I mean, I would be... You'd be doing their spiritual yeah, readings. I, yeah, I literally be doing their spiritual <laughs> readings. I mean, well, I will say, I, when I watch that show, I'm like, there are certain ones where I'm like, they're super intuitive. And then I'm like, that person is hurting. Like that person needs an energy healing session. They need an energy healing session. I think you need to be an energy healer on call for the bachelor. Everybody says that to me. <laughs> Everybody, Wait, did you say that to me earlier this week? Or was that someone else? That was someone else. Everybody says that to me. And I'm like, no, I don't want to be cast as the crazy, as the <laughs> crazy chick. I know. Could you be I the energy for healer sure. for everyone. Yeah, that, that could be, like, that could be the move. Mm-hmm. But I'm, yeah, I, yeah, so we did Bachelor episodes, and now I don't pay attention to any pop culture. Yeah. So that's not in the cards, besides The Bachelor. But we'll see how long that lasts. Yeah, no I'm, more Real Housewives no, and everything. I don't watch any of that. I realized with Real Housewives, I was so obsessed with it. I loved it. And then I just, I don't know if the show changed or I changed or both. But it became such an intense thing. Like, I noticed my anxiety would ramp up so high when I watched that show regularly. Like, it's so intense. There's just so much nastiness. And I just did not feel good. And I honestly feel so much better now that I don't watch it. Honestly, it happens with, like, a lot of shows. If you binge watch or just get super into shows, you you feel like your life is assimilated with it. Yeah, you become the character. And that's a very, like, empathic thing. It's a very, Mm -hmm. like, clairsentient thing. I think we've talked about this, like, when we binge watch Gossip Girl, like we start scheming, like like yes. Blair, we're like, oh, I'm like, 100%. like Blair Waldorf, <laughs> yes, like, I'm like trying to channel like Blake Lively's yeah. like confidence and like <laughs> you like feel like you're in the show. Literally, you feel like you're the character. Well, that's like when I have Harry Potter marathons, I'm stressed <laughs> the f out. I'm like straight up, I'm like Voldemort is coming. <laughs> like, like, we need to be prepared <laughs> for this, everyone. I, we need to be ready. Like we need to train. <laughs> I mix all my potions up and need to study more get my spells right it's like that feeling you know, yeah just like that feeling of like something is coming you know I feel it so strongly we watched we watched the matrix last night I had not seen the matrix I actually have never seen it yeah either. and it's like everybody like assumes I've seen it and I'm like I haven't and I 
I I wait to see things and like that, especially until I'm like ready. And then, mm-hmm. and then I was like, yeah, it's time for me to watch it. I really wanted to watch it. And I've been trying to convince him to watch it with me for like a couple months and finally watched it. And he was like, this is the best movie ever. He hasn't watched it either. Mm-mm. Neither of us had seen mm-hmm. it. But we both had wild dreams all night. Like it was like, a lot of thrashing. <laughs> Not a, surprised. A lot happening. It was so intense. And like I woke up this morning and I was like, I feel like I'm still in the matrix. Movie. You're like exhausted yeah. from it. Yeah. It's like I, I, yeah. That is a super empathic thing. You like absorb mm-hmm. whatever energy you are filling yourself up with, whether it's like people or a TV show or a movie or a situation. You like bring all of that in. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, and it's like when you cry at movies, I mean, I will. I will start sobbing in mm-hmm. movies, but that's also why I'm so sensitive to like scary movies too. Like and other people, they can just watch it and they don't have that emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. And then other people are like me. And I mean, if I watch a scary movie, I mean, I do not sleep for like weeks. I feel like I'm in it. Like you feel like you're, in yeah, the, you feel like you're in. The oh yeah, for sure. I have to be in the right mindset for a scary movie. Like I can sometimes throw that block up mm-hmm. and just like, Hey, I'm watching a scary movie, but other times I feel so absorbed into it yeah. that, Everything makes me think of it at all times. I can't do it at all. And I have to watch certain movies. He thinks I'm so weird. I have to watch certain movies in the morning because if I watch it before I go to sleep, I just can't sleep. Oh, 100%. So anything dramatic, intense, Mm -hmm. any of that, it's got to be in the morning. Everything like light and happy. Yeah. In the evening. I do not like heavy movies in the evening at all. I'll like have anxiety before bed. I'll feel so heavy. I'll feel like I did some type of like hardcore workout almost. Like your mind feels like exhausted. Oh my God. Yeah, Yeah, seriously. (laughs) So, but I don't watch that much TV anymore. I don't really watch any, I don't watch that many movies anymore either. I don't want, I used to watch all kinds of stuff, but then living with someone, you realize you have to share a TV (laughs) and it's, you have to decide on something. It's problematic. I've had to compromise on things. (laughs) <laughs> also, I feel like sometimes you're so mentally drained in the evening, I can't even absorb more new information. Yeah. Like, I love rewatching old movies all the time because it's same. relaxing. New movies take up a lot of energy. Yeah. I'm the same way. People think mm-hmm. it's so weird that I want to watch things that, I, that yeah. I've seen before, right? We always will like fight about what movie to watch it because I want to watch something I've seen because I know mm-hmm. what to expect. Yeah. Like, I don't want to <laughs> turn. I don't want to turn that. I don't know where I'm going. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when I'm so drained. But also, I find that, especially recently, even when I'm wearing my blue blockers, like by the end of the day, I'm just like, if I look at one more screen, mm-hmm. like my brain is going to burst. Yeah. Like it's just been really getting to me recently. There's just a lot of screens. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so, so yeah, I pretty much every night take a bath now and so just relaxing. like float in the water and, you know float away into the <laughs> astral realm <laughs> who knows <laughs> you know I just <laughs> whatever realm you're feeling that day I have my journal and I just I get so many downloads while I'm in the bath and sometimes I read a book and I just kind of get lost in there and <laughs> then I'm all pruney when I get out <laughs> I love that though it like puts you in such a relaxed state before bed yeah yeah here I am grandma grandma time do you have a bath I, just I don't in my new place. I Ooh. don't. But you know what I have been doing? I bought, this was my like big Black Friday purchase to myself. I bought a chili pad and I'll have yeah. it on like a hundred degrees. So, cause my room is cold cause I live mm-hmm. like near the beach. And so I leave all my windows open. So my room is probably like, honestly, like 55, 60 degrees. It's it like is pretty, pretty chi- it is yeah. pretty chilly. But here. I'll put, make my bed really warm and I'll crawl, I'll crawl in. It'll be this like little cocoon of happiness oh where it's God, like cold on the outside, amazing. but I'm so warm on the inside. And that's like my, mm. it really, really relaxes me. That sounds amazing. Mm-hmm. 
I I want that situation. As soon as I got the chili pie, I was like, how have I lived without this? It's bad though, because now when you sleep in other people's beds, yeah. you're like, why isn't it attuned to the temperature that I want I my know. bed to be at? Yeah. But it is incredible. Becoming a sleep diva. I am. Sleep, yeah. Big sleep diva. I'm a sleep diva too. But yeah, now I'm a bath diva. I didn't have a bath at my last place and I'm obsessed with and the tub is so did you have you yeah have you huge. been in that tub I no like i've people, been in it i've seen it though it's i feel like everybody i give a tour of my house to they like hop in my tub and they're like i just need to sit in here because it's really deep i'm like oh, yeah it's really deep. the best like, it's yeah and so i just i just chill in there and i'm that's my happy place that's the best but, yeah i don't know how we got on this topic <laughs> we, we did love bath time yeah we did i feel like i'm having such i'm just having such intense deja vu right now because I feel like I'm on the opposite side of this building where I first visited you in San Diego, which happens to be down the street from the place that like triggered my whole chronic illness, mm-hmm. like literally, which is so wild. This is like the Mecca of so yeah, many things this is, right Yeah. Here. It's like the, uh, a center of life events for me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and now here we are again, and so much is different. Life is 100% different. This is why I love our relationship, because so much happens. <laughs> like, so much happens, yet it's like, we're just, like, sitting here, like, here we are again. When we first like, met, we had, like, both just started our blogs. Mm-hmm. We're barely, like, had an existence on Instagram, <laughs> and we're, like, thinking about going back to school for nutrition. Like, <laughs> That's where we both were in life. Okay. I did not know what you looked like. Like I was like trying to find a picture of you because you didn't have many pictures of you. Yeah, it was all food. And your handle was... What was your <laughs> oh no! It was like the low cocky sister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, mine was what addicted oh, to lovely. lovely. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, but and we just sat, and I was like, okay, I hope this goes well. Like. I I knew nothing about you really. Yeah, like, we didn't know anything about each other. Yeah, and then we just went to dinner and hit it off. We had just DM'd back and forth without knowing what yeah. each other looked like. Yeah, and then isn't it so funny? I think about this all the time. Like, I feel like making friends on social media has gotten harder. Maybe. Yeah. Or I don't know if everybody was just friendlier back then. I just felt like it was so easy. Like everybody just. I feel like less people were in the DMs because now mm. you even have like people That's that just true. have like regular Instagrams, right? Yeah. Like they're not, they don't, they're not building a community or a business. People that just have regular Instagrams, like sliding to other people's DMs. Mm-hmm. There's like, there's a whole dating aspect to sliding in the DMs. But before, no one slid into <laughs> other people's DMs unless you like knew that person, but I don't, you weren't talking over DMs. You're still talking on text. I think you'd only send things via mm-hmm. DMs to other people. That's true because I feel like all of the relationships. I built, I mean, I feel like all of my friends I've made through Instagram. Yeah. And when I think back to how it started, it was a lot of everybody would just kind of comment on each other's pages, like showing support. And then you mm-hmm. start, you would start to get to know people through comments mm-hmm. and see people. And then eventually it like went to the DMs where you'd be like, oh my gosh, we should meet up. Like, yeah, but you didn't really engage in conversation yeah. in DMs at all. Yeah, it's very different now. As we just don't have boundaries as a society. Yeah, we're like, someone's texting me at the same time. They're DMing me at the same time. Yeah, they're like, so I much. don't even know. It's so much happening. The DMs are crazy. And there are like multiple sections now. I yeah. mean, I lose so many of them. And sometimes I will go through my DMs and I see all these messages 
from like three months ago yeah, that are just same. popping up now. And I'm like, where were these? It's it's just a cluster. It's very overwhelming. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. Yeah. So things have changed. <laughs> and then I came and visited you. And I don't even know what we did that trip. Oh, this, this is throwback. Holy shit, Katie. Okay. On that trip, the first time I visited you here in San Diego, when you lived in this building, mm-hmm. like <laughs> <laughs> multiple apartments yep. ago. You lived in this building. I walked in the door and you gave me the first bottle of clear stem. <gasps> Did I really Did I remember this? Back when I like self-labeled everything <laughs> yeah, it was in the blue OG, bottle. Yeah. OG. You were oh like, you told me I was either the first or second person to ever get a bottle. Yeah. Cause we have j- I mean, yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I've literally just started it. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That was me. That was me. <laughs> yep. The OG. There we go. OG. Oh my God. Yeah. That was. And then we watched daddy's home oh, <laughs> i do remember that <laughs> that's, got, that's a really good one well, and then didn't we make curry or something probably yeah i don't yeah. know I, I remember but, trips based on what i ate is that just me no i mean no we de- we definitely made curry because i was on a huge i i need to do that i haven't made curry in a long time but yeah i was on a huge making curry kick oh my gosh yeah somebody Life somebody then. asked me i was just looking at those questions yeah and somebody was like, what diet are you on now? I'm like, honestly, beats me. <laughs> we had the timeline list of all the different diets oh, and changes over God. the last year. Or not year, years. I don't even, I mean, actually, have you ever, I feel like, what's have what's been your biggest diet shift? Has your diet like changed? Recently like, or over the like, Yeah, year. recently, but I even feel like since I met you, like, your diet hasn't changed that much. Yeah, I because I never did anything the only time I had to go drastic was when I was working on like healing my celiac Mm -hmm. and so that's when um I did like a hundred percent I completely removed gluten but pretty much I wasn't really eating gluten before that um or I wasn't um like consciously eating it if it like was accidentally insulting in a restaurant like that was different but I 100% removed dairy I wasn't eating too much before that anyways but the occasional fro-yo and that kind of thing 100% removed that but the biggest things were um for like a year I removed caffeine alcohol shellfish um i mean definitely inflammatory oils but i was working towards it anyways i just like consciously eliminated everything and then there was like some of those odd items that like had showed up on all my testing and mm-hmm. like eggs were one of them and just some of those like nitpicky little like fruits and veggies that show up that i can't remember now at the top of my head because it was like four years ago um but other than that my diet has on average stayed paleo mm-hmm. like though i don't say hey i eat paleo and stick strictly to this but if you were to like take a look at how I've eaten over the last four years. That's essentially what it would look like with the like, you know, buying some like halo top dairy free ice cream. Like, you know, I have my like treats and all those things, but my daily routine of eating. Yeah. I feel like you're pretty paleo. Mm -hmm. You're like definitely gluten-free, gluten-free, dairy-free, 90% of like, I love my goat cheese and sheep milk cheese, stuff like that. Um, occasionally, but. And you're pretty, I feel like you're pretty balanced with everything generally like you're on the lower carb side of things i think for sure yeah because just because higher carb makes me really tired Mm -hmm. so i just it's not even like a a weight thing it's more of like an energy thing yeah that i avoid higher carb do you see like i'm i'm actually curious i don't know if you do or not because i don't know how much you talk about food with all of the people you talk to Mm -hmm. through clear stem with with um the products i mean obviously people who go through the course that comes up yeah but just in general, I'm curious if you've 
heard of any like interesting diets that have helped people that you might not have expected well the recent skin. the recent one that i texted you about that i actually have to do more research on is the the bean diet oh yeah yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't super familiar with that um because i've i've strayed away from being super familiar with the like i guess more extreme i guess that's how you'd categorize it more extreme type diets um just because i have personally stayed pretty balanced but you said, yeah, you've heard of it. You've mm-hmm. seen it really su- successful for people with cystic acne. And I didn't know a ton about that. I was sh- honestly shocked when I heard that and kind of excited to dive more into the research behind it. Yeah, I know a lot of people that have gotten really, really great results from it. Mm-hmm. And I haven't done it formally. I went through a period where I was really craving beans and I was just eating beans with everything. And I'm yeah. like, I would just joke like bean protocol, but I wasn't actually doing the formal protocol. But I do know a lot of people that have gotten great results. And for a number of things. Yes, for skin. Also yeah. for hormones. Um, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. I mean, yeah. I think the thing with diets is there are just so many different ways to heal things naturally through mm-hmm. food. And I think that sometimes multiple ways could work for the same person and other times you know, it's finding the right thing for you. But that's what I think is so cool because everybody's looking for the one thing. Yeah, There isn't one thing. You know, there are different ways to approach it. But I think the main thing is that people need to stick to whatever they're doing. Most people don't stick to it. Most people, Mm -hmm. they try, you know, I I was keto and they're keto for six weeks. Or I tried, I mean, you know, high carb, low fat for like, you know, a week. Or Bean protocol. I tried it for two weeks and I was super bloated. You have to really go for it, Mm -hmm. right? Like AIP, people want to give up after four weeks. Like you got to keep going. So it's whatever you're doing, do it well. I think where a lot of people, it's just not going to work if you have asset. Like it's not. And then people get in this mindset that they think that, like, say for AIP, for example, like people will be like, yeah, yeah, I'm doing AIP. And then you'll see them like, adding in other things Mm -hmm. that isn't a part of AIP, but they'll still think they're doing it. And they're like, yeah, I'm doing AIP, but like every once in a while I have this. I'm like, that's not how it works. Yeah. You have like, I had to stick to a strict diet for a year for my celiac. And I probably did a a little bit longer than I needed to, but I had felt like so comfortable on that. But you have to stick to it. And you cannot like, you can't really stray from it if you're dealing with some serious healing. Like if you really want to see results from something, like mm-hmm. just go for it. Like go yeah. all in. Yeah. I definitely like lost a lot of willpower. I feel like around food for quite some time. I mean, even to an extent now, like I think about all of the different really strict diets I did for years and it required so much dedication and I did not stray. I mean, you saw that, right? I yeah. really did not stray in some very mm-hmm. difficult Intent- situations. Yeah, really intensive diets. Yeah. And I stuck to it and I was just so set on healing. And if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to, you know, if I'm, if I'm going for it, I don't want to have to restart. So let's just go all in. Just do it. But it, you, it took, I feel like it took up just so much of my willpower, so to speak. And then I hit a whole period where I was just like, honestly, screw it. Like, I don't even give a shit anymore (laughs) after a while. But thankfully I had done most of the intense healing work and then I realized how much of it was energetic and then like what we were talking about before before we started recording now I just noticed such a difference in my vibration and my intuition and so the way I eat is very much like 
I need to be on all the time. And kind of like what we're talking about with the way we live our lives and sleep and, you know, I, I don't drink. I don't, I don't really go out. Like none of that feels like a sacrifice to me. I feel my best and I do everything like I live my life so that I feel my best. And if I don't eat well, if I don't sleep well, if I don't take care of myself, it, all of the different things I do, I'm not on, right? And there have been times where I've stayed out too too late or eaten really shitty the day before. And then I go and I like need to channel. I need to energy heal. And I'm like, I like can't tap in right now. I just feel like blank. Mm-hmm. And that hasn't hop- happened to me often, thankfully, but it has happened to me a couple of times where I'm like, this is not going to work. Right. Or even just, just being an entrepreneur. Like if I have to wake up the next day and get shit done and I'm groggy, it's just not going to fly. Work. Yeah. It it's doesn't not work. Fly. No, I agree. And that's how I've been recently too. I've like, I'm seeing someone. So I'm like having a little more alcohol than normal. I'm seeing up a little more later than normal mm-hmm. and it is, it's affecting me. And mm-hmm. so I've had to like, dr- like draw back with things because I have to be on every single day. And when I'm not on, I don't get what I need to get done. And then I feel behind and then business isn't the same. It's just, we, ha- we have to preserve so much of our energy. And so much of that is sleep and food and not drinking alcohol yeah. and yeah. all of those things. Well, and it's very interesting. We've talked about this, about just like the lifestyle differences of people who are entrepreneurs and people who have more traditional nine to fives. Like we- we've seen this and it's not like a, it's not a right or wrong thing. Yeah. It's just like you, it's you know, just the you lifestyle have, difference. Yeah, when you have a yeah. different type of job, you live you live differently, right? Like they're I mean, <laughs> we're joking, but I mean, I feel like all of my entrepreneur friends all kind of live a similar lifestyle. And then my friends who have nine to fives, so I don't have that many, but it's more of like older friends, you mm-hmm. know, like they're kind of have their own lifestyle. Like it's just two very different things. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about, like, I mean, I don't know anybody who sleeps in. <laughs> like I don't besides my boyfriend because <laughs> like, you know we're talking about this a lot yeah, early I don't know anybody who sleeps yeah. in and most of my friends don't drink like mm-hmm. I don't I don't really have any and eh, well any of my friends who did drink I've basically converted them to not drink just <laughs> not not meaning to they just naturally stopped yeah you know and like my boyfriend for example like he doesn't really drink anymore since dating me and he's like yeah I feel better so like, if you're not hanging around people that are drinking yeah you you end up not drinking yeah or like the scheduling and the Google calendar, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, well, like people who don't, people who have nine to fives, like aren't as crazy about the Google calendar. They don't schedule their personal life as yeah. much. Like they'll have like stuff that their boss puts on their calendar mm-hmm. or meetings on their calendar. They don't aggressively schedule their social calendar mm-hmm. on a Google calendar like we do. Like everything's scheduled on like yeah. everything. Because I, I won't show up to it. It won't get done. I won't get to see that person. Like nothing else will happen if it doesn't get scheduled in the calendar. Yeah. And I also feel like there's a difference with weekends. Like I feel like with entrepreneurs, it's kind of like every day is the same. Yeah. <laughs> and then other people there, it feels like there's more of a separation with like weekends and weeks. All of that comes into play. It's just, it's just very interesting the the difference, but I can't imagine doing what I do and not taking care of my health the way the way I do. Like, I just feel like that's a prerequisite. And if you look at, you know, I know you've looked into this a lot of like the highest achievers out there, like they all like meditate and get enough Mm -hmm. sleep and do all their biohacking shit and take care of their bodies. Like there's a reason why people do that. And once, once, once you go there, there's no going back because you realize how good you feel. What do you think are the most 
key aspects of your routine to stay on and have your brain functioning the highest and vibrating the highest? The key things, Mm -hmm. well, my diet, my diet, first and foremost, like noticeable difference. I'm so sensitive to things I eat. And so I really have to make sure I'm eating well. If I'm not eating well, I do not have great cognitive function. Mm -hmm. So definitely diet for sure. Sleep. I mean, huge difference. Like if I don't get enough sleep, I'm just, I'm, I'm out of it. I, I mean, the morning is huge for me and something that I've changed has literally like something so small of just the first thing I do when I wake up is I immediately go on a walk. I go out in nature and there's like, there are a ton of trails behind our house. It's like a whole forest. And so I go on a trail walk first thing and it's really helped with my circadian rhythm and just to get out, get out in nature and have, you know, low level movement has been really a game changer. I noticed a huge difference because there are some days where I wake up and then I'll like do a workout in my room, you know, and then go to work and I don't go outside until the evening or the afternoon. And it really fucks with my head. Yeah. You're so groggy at that point. I'm so groggy. Mm -hmm. I, I just, I do not feel good if I don't, if I don't get outside but it's like not natural for me. Like I'm not honestly somebody that craves going outside. Mm-hmm. I have to like get myself out there. And then once I'm out there, I'm like, yes. Like as a kid, my parents thought I was so weird. I never wanted to go outside. They, really? would, call, they would call me a vampire. And I'm like, <laughs> LOL. Now <laughs> I'm like, haha. But <laughs> yeah, like I just never wanted to go outside. I just, I, I'm a caves person. I'm a human design caves person. Mm-hmm. I just like, like to be like up in a cave, but I know I feel so much better when I go outside. That's, that's a huge one. I mean, and this is like extra stuff. You know, I know not everybody has this and I don't want people to think like they have to have it, but I'm just saying a lot of the supplements I take like are helpful for my brain function. Yeah. You know, like the, the AHCC, mm-hmm. NED, full spectrum hemp oil. <clears throat> I take nootropics. Like all of that stuff is so helpful for my, my brain function. I do that for a reason. Balancing my electrolytes, like I drink Element every day. Yeah, I'm That's obsessed with Element yeah. recently, actually. It's so good. <laughs> That's when I game because I used to take those salt vials, which I mm-hmm. still I which I still do, the the quintile yeah, essentials. Like yeah. Yeah. So now I go in between that and element because mm-hmm. like they're they're very similar. Um, but I've been like electrolytes first thing in the morning and nootropics mm-hmm. are like literally the biggest game yeah. changers for me. Electrolytes have changed the game for me. Yeah. Like I didn't even realize I needed them Same. Th- to that extent because I always thought that like for athletes mm-hmm. and I don't really like do any intense workouts, but it's changed my life. Sometimes it's hard for me to describe to people because I'm like, it gives you energy, but not like a caffeine spike in mm-hmm. energy. It's like a natural how you want to feel mm-hmm. in the morning. It helps make you feel how you want to feel. Well, also, when you wake up, you're just dehydrated. Yeah. Right. And so it's good to just get that down. And I, I think for me also, it goes back to having a whole foods based diet. You got to have extra salt. Like mm-hmm. we, we don't get enough. And I, I think I just didn't even realize how my electrolytes were out of balance naturally. Just you know, with the other things in there as well. So I have more mental clarity. Mm -hmm. I have more energy. I just feel more hydrated. It just put me totally back in balance. So that's been a game changer. Mm -hmm. I drink King coffee. I love King coffee. I've been wanting to get on the King coffee kit. I haven't done it yet. It's one of those things I keep forgetting to pull the trigger. Yeah, I love it. And then Organifi. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I I drink Organifi all day long. I've said this so many times. I don't like water. Like anyone who knows me, like I just don't drink water. So I drink Element. I drink Organifi. (laughs) I drink Forcing Water. Like that's what I drink. Um, Yeah, I do all of that for a reason. And Mm -hmm. people are like, like with Organifi, I think that's a great example. This sounds like an ad. I don't even, 
I'm gonna laugh if I have an ad to stick. Yeah. In the 20s. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We yeah. just we both just love working. Literally, we do day. for yeah. years. Yeah, and but it's like I'm not screwing around. Like I drink all of this for a reason, and I notice a huge difference when I don't. Mm-hmm. Like. Yes, it tastes good, but like I don't do it just because I, I'm hashtag yeah. sponsored. You know what I mean? I like we've both been doing this for so long, mm-hmm. and like people, I think sometimes people don't realize. I'm like I'm dead serious. Like I drink this for a reason. Yeah, like yeah. I was having a conversation with someone the other day because they're like, I get you take all these vitamins and all these things, but like I feel fine without taking any of those. Oh, it, <laughs> you don't know. You don't know you about don't, it. Exactly. You have not been to the dark yeah, side you yet. Don't Come kn- join us. And you also don't know how good you can feel. Like you think yeah. how you feel right now is good, but you don't yeah. really realize how much better mm-hmm. like it exists that you are yeah. able to feel. Yeah. Well, I will say this is something I've been thinking about a lot recently too, of like, we talk about that a lot in health and it's so mm-hmm. true every time. And I love, I love seeing that difference, you know, mm-hmm. like with my boyfriend, it's just like, <laughs> I love seeing it. I'm like, yeah, I told you. But I also think uh, another aspect of that is with mental health that I, I've been thinking about this a lot of a lot of people don't realize like how good they can feel, how happy they can be. Mm-hmm. And I was reflecting on this a lot recently of how happy I really am. And that doesn't mean like I don't have moments where I have panic attacks. <laughs> like, oh, not, yeah. not actual panic attacks anymore, thankfully. I used to have really bad anxiety attacks growing up. But like, I mean, Kaylee's seen me. I have meltdowns. I cry. You know, I have my, I have <laughs> we my, all do. I have yeah. my moments. But overall, like I'm so happy with my life and I feel so lucky and so blessed. And for so long, I never thought I would feel this way. Like you know, growing up with such severe depression and anxiety, I just remember thinking and I would tell therapists, I'm like, I'm just always going to have a cloud over my head. Like, I'm just never going to feel happy like other people. Like, and it's the kind of thing where you could feel happy, but you still felt that heaviness, that cloudness Mm -hmm. over you. It was like spikes of happy moments, but you didn't genuinely feel happy. Yeah. Well, it was like, even if I felt genuinely happy, it was like, still it was dulled, Mm -hmm. you know, and I didn't know I just had no idea how good I I could feel. And even with the anxiety, like feeling calm and feeling centered and feeling fulfilled. And as, you know, corny as it sounds, it's like with all the spirituality stuff, like I never knew I could feel that much love. Like I never knew it was possible. And like, I mean, there have been certain times in my spiritual journey where I'm like, I have these connections, like some of the first times I connected with different guides and just the love I felt, I would just start crying. I'm like, holy shit, like this is it. And like my guys talk about this a lot around love and how people don't really know. A lot of people don't know what love really means. And I think about this all the time. And I didn't either for a long time. Can you explain that a little bit more? We have an idea you know, everybody's idea of of what love is, is different. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something important to think about of what, what do I think love is? Is it based on actions? Is it if somebody does something for me, they love me? Is it if they tell me I'm, if they just say, I love you? Is it if they call me their girlfriend or boyfriend Mm -hmm. or partner? Is it a label? Like, what are the things that make me feel like that person loves me? But here's the thing just bluntly, like there are so many couples who like, they have good relationships, right? They're, they're happy. They say they love each other and maybe they do, but like, there are a lot of people who 
still haven't experienced like deep love. Mm-hmm. It is in fact like deep, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like deep lust, deep, yeah. like, deep relation, deep feelings. Yeah. But really like what is love like to experience that? And even with family, right? A lot of people, they're like, I love my family. But is it really love that's happening there? Mm. For Not for everybody. Like really that that frequency. And I'm not saying people don't love each other, right? Yeah. But it's just like, it is a different frequency to really, really feel that depth. And I know I started feeling this first with friendships, you know, going my whole life and having having relationships. And like, <clears throat> you know, there are a couple of relationships that were like friendships that for sure were just great. But I thought those were one in a, like one in a million. And then it was sort of the whole time period when we became friends. Mm -hmm. And I made a lot of my friends who are now my good friends at that time. And like the type of friendships we have, I don't know if you can connect to this too, but it's like other people don't have this. Yeah. Like other people don't have it. And this is something with a lot of my clients when they join a group and we go through however many weeks together and it's so transformational and so beautiful to watch. But one of the main things that people love is, is that community. And they're like, holy shit, I didn't know conversations could be like this. And I'm like, every conversation should be like this mm-hmm. to feel the love in that group and the depth of conversation. Like to me, there is no other way. Yeah. I think the first time I felt deep love was through friendships as well. Like what we have, mm-hmm. it's, it's this deep sense of you see me, I see you for whoever you are, however you change, however you evolve. There's still this deep sense of love and deep sense of vulnerability and stuff that we've been through and just kind of no, there's no lines, like there's no walls. There's, it's just us mm-hmm. and like loving each other for whoever each of us are and evolve into. Yeah. I was talking about this on one of my coaching calls this week. I was like, I want you all to think about, is there anyone in your life who you can tell everything to? And everybody said no, because, and that's the thing. It's like, even your partner, a lot of people, they're like, "Eh, I want to tell you certain things, Yeah, you know? And I'm not saying that's necessarily problematic, but it is actually overall a little bit suffocating. If there's, if you can't fully be yourself completely, 100%. Like to anybody but yourself. But then the other thing is most people aren't even that to themselves. Yeah. They still hide those pieces of themselves to themselves. Yeah, exactly. Right. But it's like, there is nothing I can't tell you. Like there literally isn't. (laughs) Even if I am like, Kaylee, you're being a dumbass. Like I will tell you to your face. You know that. Like I've done it many times. Like there have been times when you cry to me and I'm like, I'm not going to hear it. Go cry to someone else. Like I straight up tell you. Yeah. Like, and that You're also would, like, this is a you problem, yeah, not the other person. Yeah, like, yeah right. tell you. <laughs> you know, I'm like, there's nothing you can't tell me. Like, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. like, you'll know, like, I'll just be honest. But like, you tell me things. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- that was a decision like I made at some point a couple of years ago where I'm like, I don't want to have relationships where I have to hide because I feel like for so long I would just have to. I would hedge what I said, or I didn't want to say the wrong thing. Didn't want to upset someone. I was catering to everybody else's feelings. I'm the type of person where like, if I talk shit about someone, I have already said it to their face. <laughs> like I'm very honest with everybody. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like I say everything to everybody. That's just the way it is. And it's so freeing and so liberating. And I don't have to think about what I can or can't say. And I, I can't pe- keep people in my life who I have to make myself you know, be a certain way around. 
I just, I just can't do it. Yeah. Cause you feel, again, you feel <clears throat> suffocated. You feel like you're in a box mm-hmm. and you can't fully relax. And that's not how you should feel mm-hmm. like as a human, as a person, you should be around people where you can be yourself and you can relax into that. Yeah. Well, and for me, it's like, I think for so long, I, I mean, what does every human really want? Like we want to be loved. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, we want to be loved, but we want to know that we're going to be okay. And for a long time, I felt like I don't think anybody really loves me, which sounds so like victim mindset, but I'm just saying that's how you felt. Mm-hmm. And, and that wasn't true. You know, people loved me, but also I'm like, but did they really? Because I wasn't showing anybody all of me. Yeah. You're like, do they know the real yeah, me? They don't even do know they the, love real, the me? real me. Yeah. They, they know the version of me. I'm showing them mm-hmm. and that's on me. I'm not showing anyone the real me. It's like people do this all the time in dating, like all the time in dating. Of like they they try to put on a certain front so that the person likes them because they're nervous and it's the first date, but it's like, I mean, what's the point of that? At some point, you gotta let the act down, and I I don't care. Like, what's the point of somebody liking me for me only presenting myself in a certain way? Yeah, I say set set the standards low. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> and we talk about this all the time because like it's something that I'm personally working through is like relaxing into that dating mm-hmm. new people and like being fully myself that first time. And it's, it's difficult when you're not fully used to it, or if you felt triggered by other things of your personality in the past, it's sometimes that's a difficult wall to break down, but something that you should always be actively working on. Mm -hmm. It's just, how can I be myself in this situation and allow people to like me or not like me for who Mm -hmm. I am and be okay with that? What parts of your personality do you feel like you're, you've had trouble letting See, I don't even feel like I do it on purpose. I just feel like I have this more like proper version of myself Mm -hmm. when I meet people. And I do think it comes from wanting to be taken seriously. I feel like as just, you know, someone who's a little shorter, I have blonde hair, I look petite and I want to be taken seriously as a woman because sometimes I feel like like a little girl because I just like look younger and Mm -hmm. so I feel like I put on this more just this front of like I don't want to say more mature because I'm very mature but just more proper more Mm -hmm. put together when in like reality I'm like very laid back and I goof off and I'm silly and all these things and I don't feel like I let that come out right away to people at all I feel like I definitely have a little more people see a more serious version of myself because of my fear of not being taken seriously. And then when I get to know someone, I get a little like goofier and sillier and relax mm-hmm. into myself. So at what point is that? Like h- how, how do it's... you decide if they, if they get to see that? <laughs> I guess when I feel comfortable with the person that, mm-hmm. and I guess I get getting real here, getting comfortable that I won't feel judged, which like that's a me problem, letting go of the fear of being judged in the first place. But I do feel like it's, and also when I feel like that person is all to let their walls down a little bit, when I get to see who that person is, like, cause there's some people I do meet for the first time where they are so authentically themselves in a very like kind of goofy matter too, that it allows me to immediately be myself. But if that other person feels a little more uptight or um, like proper then like I match that. You know how picky I am about supplements and I have tried a ton and I want the highest quality out there. I want whole foods based supplements and I want things that work. And one of my favorite supplement companies is Paleo Valley. I first found Paleo Valley 
when I discovered their beef sticks, their beef sticks and their turkey sticks, and I was obsessed with them. And then I started to take their grass-fed organ complex. Grass-fed organ meats are truly nature's multivitamin, and it can be hard to find a high-quality grass-fed organ complex. So I started taking that. And then I started trying the rest of their products, and I have just fallen in love. And I talk a lot about optimizing my brain function on the show and how important it is for me for overall productivity, for tapping in intuitively. I do everything I can to really optimize my brain function. And I love Paleo Valley's Neuro Effect. It has eight different whole mushrooms inside. There is lion's mane, cordyceps, red reishi, chaga, shiitake, turkey tail, maitake, and tremella all in one capsule and absolutely no grains. Most mushrooms are grown on grain and can end up being about 50% starch. And Neuro Effect is made from whole mushrooms with zero grains. This product can help to stimulate the production of BDNF, which is basically like a fertilizer for your brain and really helps to improve mental focus, mental function, and cognitive clarity. And with all of those mushrooms, it has so many other benefits for your brain, but also for your immune system, for your gut health, anti-aging. I just love this product so much and I love how convenient it is to have all of those mushrooms just in one whole foods-based supplement. And I also want to give a shout out to Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex. It's my favorite vitamin C I've ever tried. I've tried so many vitamin Cs and it has three of the most concentrated natural sources of vitamin C out there, amla berry, camu camu berry, and unripe acerola cherry. Each serving gives you 750% your RDI of vitamin C, and it's not derived from any GMO corn like most other vitamin C supplements. Their Essential C Complex has the whole spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C. Vitamin C is key for boosting the immune system. It has been shown to help reduce fatigue and naturally boost energy levels. It helps to naturally regulate your stress hormone, cortisol, and it's great for supporting collagen production, which is great for your skin. I take both of those supplements every single morning and cannot sing their praises enough. If you want to try either of those or any of Paleo Valley's other products, head to paleovalley.com and you can use my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A for 15% off. Again, that's paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com and that code Christina will get you 15% off. A lot of women I talk to have trouble making female friends. This came up with somebody I was talking to the other day. She, I won't say we know each other, but (laughs) we know each other. And I already know that she's like expressed that she has trouble with female friendships and she's great, great girl. Love her. Great personality, super badass. And we got on a call and I'm the kind of person where like, I feel like I just act like I know people immediately because I kind of do. Like, I'm just like, I just know your whole life story, even though we just met 10 minutes ago. But and we're getting on the call and we're talking and I'm like, look, I'm like, I'm just going to reflect this back to you, like as your friend of 20 minutes. But I think the problem why, like (laughs) a reason why you have trouble with female friendships is because like we're having a totally down earth conversation. And like you like I was like, look at how you're sitting right now. I'm like, you can relax. Like you can just chill. Like you don't, and I was like, why are you acting all proper and sophisticated in front of me? Like, Interesting. we're just friends. Yeah. And she was like, kind of taken aback that I said that. And I'm like, 
I'm just saying this because I'm trying to help you. I'm like, I like you either way. Like, I'm just telling you. you know what I mean? like, yeah. I'm just trying to give you some constructive <laughs> criticism. But like, why do we act all uptight around each other? Like, because we're afraid to be judged. But like, yeah. I would rather be judged sooner rather than later. Because if you're going to judge me, then I don't want to put energy into you. That's how I see it. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, that's true. I, I'd rather hear about it sooner rather than later. But then I think the other piece of that is the masculine energy imbalance that we've talked about like that coming up with dating, but I think also with friendships and like how many women are approaching their friendships, like with their leading with their masculine energy dominating and like, where's the room to actually receive that friendship and like be in your emotions and express yourself. That's all feminine energy. Like, you know, and so, and within the dynamic, there's holding space, there's receiving, but overall we kind of have to shift our energy. And so if we're going into making a friendship and we're like all with our leading with our masculine energy, mm-hmm. that can be a wall. Yeah. It's definitely a wall. And I know we've talked about this with dating. <laughs> Did my yes. tips help? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I've been real because my struggle is receiving and I don't mm-hmm. know where along the way dating, I developed this fear of receiving and I just want to like give, give, give. And I don't know if receiving makes me more vulnerable. I don't know what it is, but I've been trying to receive a lot more and trying Mm -hmm. to relax into that. But I think that maybe in my head, it's letting go of control Mm -hmm. because if I can just give, 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 I can control everything and receiving. I have less control, I guess. I don't know. That's what I'm trying to mentally work through, but I'm actively trying to receive more. Well, in always being the giver. Then people depend on you and it's safer if somebody depends on you, right? It's safer if somebody needs you because then they won't leave you. Yeah, that's true. So that's, that's my answer. I know you you well enough to know I'm right. (laughs) I know you're right. You know, (laughs) that is true. I I want someone to, yeah, if I give, then they need me and then they won't leave. And like, Mm -hmm. I have a huge fear of people leaving Mm -hmm. in life. That's definitely where like a rooted fear is. Yeah. And that's, that's the validation piece too. Yeah. Right. But it's like, so if they love me, they won't leave me. Yeah. And, but this goes back to what is love, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> do they love me because I do shit for them? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like the vulnerability point for so many people is, can you just literally be yourself and not have to do anything? Just be you and feel worthy of receiving someone else's love. That's friendship and attention. literally what I'm trying to practice right now. Cause you and my sister said the both, both the same exact thing. They're like, Kaylee, people love you not for what you do for mm-hmm. them. And I don't know how I lost that along the way that I like think so much of my love is attached to what I do for people. I'm like, you've told me like I can be loved just by existing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what do you mean? But like, what am I offering? What value am I bringing? Like, that's what I mentally struggle with. Mm-hmm. You, it's you. That's yeah. it. You know, like, I mean, I come over to your house. I don't need you to do anything. That's just true. Sit, sit on the couch and exist. I'm, I'm good we with enjoy, it. We love each other's yeah. company. Yeah, that's it. That's yeah. all I need. You know, I mean, where you lost it along the way was where you started using that as a way to get attention when there mm-hmm. were nothing else was getting you the attention that you wanted. Yeah. And that was my only tool of like, hey, I'm here. I exist. Mm-hmm. So let me give, give, give. Because I was, yeah, the only way of getting feeling noticed or feeling valued. And the only way of getting words of affirmation. 
yeah, it was, and I had to do something to get yeah. to receive. That's <laughs> I did, that's it right there. I had to do to receive mm-hmm. rather than exist to receive. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's you get programmed that way. You get trained. Mm-hmm. It's like a dog. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, and I think for I mean for me for you for everyone listening, we get tr- like when we're in different relationships, whether they're friendship relationships, family relationships, dating relationships, you name it. We get trained mm-hmm. every time, essentially, because we form some form of attachment with that person because it's a friendship, it's a relationship. And then we get used to the pattern cycles in that. So then we move on to another relationship in whatever form. We carry those along. Mm-hmm. And some of them might be bad habits. Like some of them are good and some of them aren't good. And we need to realize where those are to break them in the next relationship cycle. Yeah. I mean, that's the awareness. Most people mm-hmm. don't don't have the awareness to even pinpoint where those are. Yeah. And it's so automatic, you know, mm-hmm. but I mean, this goes back to the love conversation. It's like, what did you learn showed that somebody loved you? How did you like, what did you learn that? What did you learn that's normal in a relationship? That's not normal. That means somebody likes you. That means somebody doesn't like, that's all just patterning. And it's interesting how Everybody wants to like, we all put our own constructs onto everybody else. And then there's the clash. And most relationships end because of miscommunication, right? It's like literally misunderstandings of unspoken things of like, oh, this person did that. So then I interpret it to mean they don't like me or they're hurting me or they're being mean or whatever it is. The other person is interpreting it in their own way. And there's just the miscommunication. The whole way along, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. I I just think that being upfront in a relationship is the best thing you can do. (laughs) And again, setting standards low. I'm like, (laughs) I don't want to train people. Like when you're going into a relationship, any new relationship, like I'm not going to train people to expect me to give them things. It's like in marketing and people train people to only buy if they get something free. Then, then you're fucked because then they're not going to buy yeah. unless they get something for free. You have to give something free all the time. Yeah. You train people. So I think the first step is being consciously aware mm-hmm. of like what, what your triggers are, what you're doing and being aware of that cycle. And before you like make the steps to change it, figuring out those things are. Yeah. How has that been for you in uh, shifting some of those patterns? In the dating world? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good. It's been uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. but uncomfortable in a really good way. Like I do like to make myself uncomfortable, but I have been voicing what I don't like more in a very like constru- in a good way. Um, I've been working on receiving more. I've been working on giving less. There are so many things <laughs> I want to do all the time that I'm like, Kaylee, take a step back. Like you don't like, you can't constantly give like this. Like I will go, I'll go all out and way too much because I have all these ideas and I want to make other people feel valued and seen and love. And my way of doing that is giving and that can just seem so intense and also like the masculine energy. So I have very (laughs) purposely drawn that back and I'm just, yeah, I'm just working on communicating Mm -hmm. what I like, what I don't like, receiving more, giving in small amounts when it is necessary and just trying to date. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing no. to be a giver. It's a good thing to be a giver. Yeah. Right. Giving is great. And the more you give, the more you receive when people are like energetically aware. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like 
it's helping and I'm yeah. getting like well it's putting it back into balance for yes. you and there are certain types of especially with certain types of jobs I'll say like the giving receiving energy balance can get very out of it's just very out of balance yeah I know I feel that for me all the time like I if I spend a whole day holding space for people I'm like I can't hold if you're a I can't hold space for a friend. Well, I actually actually recently had to have a conversation with the person I'm seeing because you know this. Mm -hmm. We both have to be on so much during the week. Like I, at least for my job, I'm constantly on calls with different agencies we work with, people on our team, um, new, a ton of new meeting calls, whether it's with beauty editors, influencers we want to work with, but a lot of people where I am telling my story over and over and over again, I'm having to be so peppy, so energetic, so on, so happy, coordinating with the team, managing people mm-hmm. for the first time. Like I, we now have a solid team of people. So I'm managing a lot of people that I am so mentally exhausted that sometimes on the weekends, like I struggle to be around a lot of people. Yeah, And that is, str- I'm struggling a little bit in the dating game because the person I'm seeing like has a big group of friends and me being around so many people is like, it's stimulation overload for me mm-hmm. and from the week. And so I've found myself majorly crashing and trying to navigate this energy balance because it's like on, on, on. I feel like I'm constantly around a ton of people during the week, even though most of it's like during Zoom and meetings, but it's my energy is being around a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. And then my weekends, I would prefer a little more low key and relaxed. But for someone that works a nine to five job and not around a lot of people, they want to be around all the people on the weekends. And so that's really difficult that energy balance this is why when i manifested parker i specifically (laughs) wrote on my piece of paper i still have it i specifically wrote on my piece of paper (laughs) i described him on a piece of paper i specifically wrote loner (laughs) homebody only wants to hang out with me (laughs) doesn't have that doesn't have that many friends so and he does have he does have he does have friends but like not many that are close by you Mm -hmm. know so it's like pretty much just us and i'm like okay i don't have to deal with any shenanigans (laughs) like i just need a i just need a grandpa yeah i just need a young grandpa but my the funny thing is the last person i was with you know was more of a grandpa so i did I did want to be. Like, <laughs> I did want to be with someone that like yeah. had more oh, of yeah. that. So it's like I thought I wanted that, and I do really like it. I think mm-hmm. it's just me learning how to balance my energy for it and learning when to say yes and no to things because I can say no to things. I can choose. Well, you have to a, not you do that. always have had a hard time saying no to things. <laughs> yes, like this has been something for a long time <laughs> where I'm like, well, your schedule is crazy. I mean, remember when you really had to slow things down almost um, a year ago? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like really had to slow a lot down and we had the whole conversation and I'm like, look at your calendar. Like you say yes to all kinds of shit you don't need to. Mm -hmm. Like so many dinners with people, so many like random photo shoots and like (laughs) just like events, Mm -hmm. like brand events. Like you were going to everything and that is just not sustainable. Yeah, and I feel like I am getting myself, I, I did really well saying no to things for a chunk of time. And I'm getting, I'm starting to get back into that cycle where I'm saying yes to a little too many things right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to take a hard sit it's, down. And it's really hard to have the balance when you're dating. Yeah. It's like really yeah. hard to find the balance. I mean, I did not sleep for so long. <laughs> I mean, I still sometimes have trouble like just balancing another human. I'm so used to just being me. There's literally some days where I'm like, can I date? 
Like, I'm not joking. Like, some days I'm like, maybe I'm just like not meant to date anyone right now because, yeah. like, can I honestly, can I like physically handle the energy of my it, life, it my social life, dating, work, like work, everything? But this is why you you have to set the tone from the beginning, <laughs> like we were yeah. talking about. I mean, this is something that I learned, and I, I wish. I mean, even I would go back and like set the tone even more where. When you're early on in dating somebody, it's so easy to just like adjust to them. And there's obviously some compromise, right? Where you adjust to each other. But I think so often what I know I do and you do, and like there are probably a lot of people listening who are like this too, of like, we will adjust to the other person. Yeah. And then they've learned that like, that's just how we are. And then later on in the relationship, you're like, actually, I can't roll like that because I'm like, fucking wait, wait, exhausted. What about me? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like early on, just be like, this is my boundary. Like, no, I'm sorry. No, I can't go out. It's 830 PM. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I like yeah. when we first started dating, he would come over at like 930 PM. And then like, you you're know, so drained. At yeah, that point. I'm so tired. But I would like rally, and then we'd stay up late, and then he'd stay over, and then we'd like have a slow morning together and hang out, and then he'd leave at like I don't know nine or ten a.m. And then I'm like, shit, I'm then, so behind on yeah, work because you want to spend time with yeah. that person. You want to give because you generally want to spend time. Yeah, you're in the, the bubble. Yeah, you're in the, you're in the and honey then you're like, bubble. shit, I got stuff to get done, and then the anxiety <laughs> kicks in, and then you're a mess. <laughs> yeah. So there, there are a lot of dynamics to that. Yeah, I'm like even just. I just like had a whole flashback. Do you remember when you were going through all of that stuff? Um, it was your pituitary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With your pituitary and like it was like functioning at literally 30% capacity. Jeez. Which Insane. I'm like scared I'm getting into that again. Yeah. Well, have you checked on that? No, I, I need to because I'm, I'm starting to have the same symptoms that I did last time. And one of the first symptoms were I'm like crashing and completely brain dead at like 3 p.m. Mm which is not normal. Like I remember because yeah. during that time I was having it, I don't have to take naps normally. Like I get normal on sleep. I have like all my things and I had to like be taking two to three hour naps in the middle of the day just to function, just get work done later. And I'm feeling myself starting to see all those symptoms. Yeah. You need to watch. That. Yeah. But like, remember we walked around and I had just been like through my, my intense Lyme stuff or like, was I just starting? I don't even know. Something with Lyme was yeah, going on where was... I had to change my whole life. Mm-hmm. And and we were like walking around by the hospital and we're I'm just like, you need to say no to things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That that was the start of it. Yeah. Such a such a deja vu. Mm-hmm. Like that whole time period. I mean, that's like I'm thinking about like I was getting ozone every week and Remember you like came over and I was like just dead. dead. Yeah. I was just dead. Like it just seems like such another. Such that a seems like life. so long ago. And that was literally a, a, around a year ago. The last year has been. I, I don't even know. <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> it really was. I, I am. I'm so ridiculous. But honestly, this is how I perceive it. I I was telling someone something the other day. And I'm like, yeah, I've been doing it for like a couple of years. And <laughs> so, and they're like, that's been like three weeks. <laughs> I was like, what? Was like, like it's felt like a few years. Yeah. What is time? Time is what I label I it. I mean, I literally think things that were like a week ago to me feel like eight months ago or like two years ago. Yeah. I'm like, when was that? It's it's such a time warp. Wild. It's so wild. Like everything that's happened in the last year, I'm like, it was actually 20 years worth yeah. of time. Well, I also think being like 20s, 
is just like such a what the fuck is happening <laughs> yeah, at like, all times. Every year, I'm like <laughs> every every two months, I shed my skin and I am a new being. Literally, I'm a totally new person. Like I'm like have a new job. <laughs> <laughs> I have a new podcast name. I know. Just restarting every two months. I have a new program. I I mean, every two months. So basically, it is like a whole year of career. Basically. You know, it's just like a lot of transition. And so I think back to like when we first met and I'm like, was I 12? (laughs) Sometimes I do. I feel like we've known each other for like 10, 20 years. I've known Kaylee since I was out of the womb. Basically. I mean, it's so funny. But even like I look at photos. I like the other day a picture of us came up from like a long ass time ago. And I was like one from your (laughs) birthday three years ago when we were at um, Primal Kitchen's house. (laughs) (laughs) That that picture. We're at Mark's Sisson's house. (laughs) We're at Devin Sisson made made dinner. And I saw the picture of the two of us. I'm like, who are they? I know. Well, I found a picture from before that. Like, I think it was the first time I came here and you made me your midship smoothie. (laughs) Yes. And I was like, holy shit. Like, I look 10. (laughs) Actually, though, I look back and I'm like, what? I was really 10. And then I found this picture of us when we took a walk around Lake Murray and like, Neither of us I, had makeup yeah, on. Yeah, I know what picture you're talking about. People <laughs> look like we're 30. <laughs> I know exactly what picture you're talking crying. about. I'm crying. I'm sorry. Oh, Literally. my God. That, it's just like a lot. There's like a lot. There's a lot. a lot that's happened. Oh, my God. There's been a, lo- a lot of relationships. Yeah. We've gone through a lot of relationships <laughs> and a lot of a lot of apartments and a lot of diets together. <laughs> Kaylee has seen you have actually, I think, probably seen me through every single diet more than anyone else. Every yeah, literally. Like and been with me on every, like, <laughs> like this, I'm here. What are you doing yeah, next? This, here for it. Yeah. Tell, let me learn about it. <laughs> Kaylee, How can I support? Every time we hang out, you're always like, here's like I didn't want to buy anything because I didn't know what diet you're on. <laughs> every time like she'll just tell me or she'll just bring her own food either way so like I don't know if it's all potatoes I don't know if it's vegan I don't know if it's all meat I don't know if it's all I don't know if it's all raw veggies I don't know if it's all fruit I don't know so I'm just gonna cook my food and you bring it I don't know I think the funniest part the funniest part is like every time you say that you're like I didn't buy anything yet because I don't know what diet you're on and I'm like actually that's funny funny you ask because I am on a new diet <laughs> every time it is a new one too every time like I'm starting it tomorrow so make whatever <laughs> oh my god oh my god yeah it's so funny because like <laughs> like I feel like if somebody was just listening to my podcast for the first time they would think I'm like some like yo-yo dieter, which I guess I am, just like in a very different sense. Like in a very like strategic. Yeah, way. <laughs> like it's like, how do I biohack my life and yeah. heal from chronic illness? You know, but like by doing extreme diets in every single way possible. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's funny though, because it never stresses me out. Cause you know, like 
if I'm going over someone's house and they know I'm gluten-free, I feel like they get mm-hmm. very stressed out of like, I have to buy everything gluten-free and all this stuff. And I'm just like, what diet? Okay. What diet? Cool. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm like, the, I'm like, <laughs> I, you're good. Well, <laughs> it doesn't you know, stress me out. So funny is I went and I'm not here. And here's the other thing. Like, I remember feeling that way of being so self-conscious mm-hmm. about all my dietary stuff. But then, I mean, I moved to SoCal. All my friends are weird like me and all of us have weird diet stuff. So then That's it became so comforting. Yeah. About it. Yeah. It felt like I never questioned. I never thought twice about it. I never felt like I was an inconvenience. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny because I was at a friend's house a couple of weeks ago and she made me dinner and I was like, it's gluten free. Right. And she was like, no. And I was like, wait, you eat gluten? <laughs> she was like she was like yeah she was like yeah i eat gluten and i was like i don't have any friends who eat gluten and she was like well i do and i was like whoa i didn't know you still existed <laughs> like i, I forgot I'm about dead that something like that happened to me yeah. the other day too where like i had to ask if something was glu- like i didn't think i had to ask mm-hmm. and then i like looked at it and i was like is gluten free? They're like, no. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> what do you mean? Because it was someone that I thought would yeah. know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's one thing if you're going into like a brand new situation mm-hmm. where you don't expect them to know. But I kind of thought this person knew. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. Well, I just assume. I feel like I just assume people who study nutrition aren't. Yeah. Like, or like, or are as, like, yeah, aren't, like aren't not gluten. Are, are gluten free, you know yeah. what I'm trying to say. Um, but I was just like, whoa! And then in that moment, I'm like, I actually don't have any friends that eat gluten. It's so weird. Yeah, <clears throat> like, I, like I that's our normal. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I just think about the last five years, and it's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride, and I feel like. And that's the thing, like with friendships and love, it's like, <sighs> I mean, I, I see this at every phase of a pivot I have in my life. Mm-hmm. It's like people who really love me, they don't give a shit what diet I'm on. No. Right. People who really love me, they don't care what my business is. Like they, they don't care what my niche is. I was talking to Sal about this this morning or like earlier today, mm-hmm. we were talking on the phone and he was just like. I don't get it. He's like, look, he's like, for example, I know I like you. Like, I don't give a fuck what you do for your work. Like, I like you as a person. I trust you. Love you. Like your family. Like, that's it. I don't really care. And then when you, I think so many people, it's like if somebody says like, what are you up to? What are you doing? Like in that moment, they're like, if I don't say the right thing, that person's going to judge me. Mm. And if that's how you're feeling, like that's not real love. No, not at all. Because if I asked you, what are you up to? What's going on? And you started this new business that's like, I don't know, just something so random that I had never heard of before. <laughs> I would just be like, cool. okay, whatever. Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. care. You know, like, those. Yeah, like, there's no judgment around that. Just yeah. like, cool. Like, anytime you tell me something new you're doing, I'm like, like, tell me about it. Yeah. Like, I just like, I want to know more. Like, what's interesting you right now? Yeah. Because like, I care and love about you and whatever you love and care about. I love because like you mm-hmm. like I love you because you do you know mm-hmm. like I don't need to l- like what all my friends like I don't need to be obsessed with all my friends do but I'm I love that they love it like exactly. that's what makes me happy is they're doing something that they love or they're passionate about and they're happy 
Exactly. Exactly. And I think it's cool that we've seen each other through so many phases, like some really big phases, (laughs) some really big career changes, (laughs) job changes. And I feel like every moment I have of like being on the ledge of something or and you, I have like memories of you, like of our conversations, of our like pep talks. Yeah. Like every big (laughs) I don't know, every breakup, every <laughs> job transition, every like business shift, like any and and everything scary, every diet change, every like I might die, like I I might not ever make money, like all of those things, like we there was there has always been a moment where like we have a conversation. Always, yeah. Yeah. We always have to talk through like the life transitions. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. And I feel like you're like one of the only people who like every single time we have like one of those heart to hearts, like through every single thing. Yeah, that's true. It's like so cool. We haven't missed like one big transition of each of our lives in either way, talking Mm -hmm. through it and working through it and Mm -hmm. crying many times about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. That's love. It is love. (laughs) That's love. It is really cool. And I can't imagine it any other way really but i think i i wish more people had friendships like that and it's about quality yeah it's about quality and i think that's the other thing of with being a podcaster you have such well you have the ability depending on obviously the topic but my podcast for example like I can talk to people about anything and have deep conversations. And so for me, anything other than this type of conversation, I'm not interested in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't do the surface level stuff. And it shocks me how, and if people like the surface level stuff, that's fine. But there's so much more depth that it is available to you. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing of people ask me all the time, like, how do I make friends? Or again, like with certain communities, they're like, I don't have anybody else anybody else in my life like this okay well start to collect people into your life like this like they're available if you set that intention and you look for it but you kind of have to put yourself out there I, i think that's and maybe you're a good person to ask about this of people ask me all the time like how to make friends as an adult i want to do a whole podcast about it but I don't know if that's just because we're we're used to networking. I think or- the biggest I think the biggest question to ask is people back is is your struggle physically just meeting someone or developing a friendship because mm-hmm. I feel like you know you can put yourself out there and and meet someone whether it's on Instagram whether it's at juice bar picking up a smoothie like I don't know at the grocery store someone's looking at one of the same ingredients you I don't know whatever mm-hmm. it is. But just putting yourself out there to ask that person like, hey, want to grab lunch or this or that. Mm-hmm. And I, I know like COVID right now, quarantine stuff, not ever like where everyone lives is not necessarily all open. But I'm t- I'm speaking in like the very general sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but also but you meet that person and it's your responsibility to get vulnerable and deep. And that's how you develop the actual friendships. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It is your responsibility. Mm-hmm. And with the quarantine thing. I get it to an extent and also I'm like I don't buy it because I made almost all of my friends on the internet and a lot of my friends like it took us years to meet in person 
who are like my closest friends mm-hmm. you know that's so, true <laughs> yeah so you i mean develop that relationship on social media like it mm-hmm. makes it so easy to find people that you have things in common with you can look on instagram and see everything they have in common with you and then yeah again it's your responsibility to f- like to foster that relationship and yeah. when you do talk to that person to to get deeper and to get vulnerable because yeah people aren't gonna be vulnerable with you unless you're also vulnerable and that's how you get to a real friendship yeah I mean I think about like the other day there was somebody that I really wanted to connect with and that person was like like we we were messaging back and they were like do you want to hop on a zoom call and I was like yeah (laughs) let's do it yeah let's go for it right but it's like if you feel that that vibe with someone you might as well just ask hey like hey do you want to get on the phone like somebody's gonna have to make the first move mm-hmm. eventually so you, you do just gotta you know kind of put yourself out there to an extent yeah and everybody's dealing with virtual relationships right now mm-hmm. so everyone's in the same position yeah. which makes it which makes that easier actually mm-hmm. i think that something else that people don't realize i mean de- you know depending on the listener but i have had many conversations with clients and people in my life about this as, as i'm like look seeing somebody every week or every day does not make make me feel close to them no like most of my i feel like i have really great friendships in my life deep friendships like very fulfilling friendships and there's nobody i see more than once a month my deepest yeah my deepest friendships we do not see each other once a week yeah none of my deepest friendships do Yeah. yeah And I think that's a really big misunderstanding. A lot of people, they try and deepen their relationship by just seeing that person more. It's not about how often you see them. It's about like what you do with that time. Yeah. You know, but like, I mean, that's a big one is people always say like, I, I, I can't like, they, they use the quantity thing as a reason for why they can't deepen their relationship. And I'm like, I mean, my, a lot, most of my best friends, like I don't talk talk to i mean maybe once every couple months yeah that's it and nothing changes yeah even me and you we don't grab we never grab like lunch dates we Mm -hmm. hang out we go to each other's house and we hang out for hours at Mm -hmm. a time like exactly hours exactly yeah we plan it out you know a Mm -hmm. year in advance on google calendar (laughs) (laughs) here's my when when parker and i first started dating he gave me his calendar link and i would have to book through his calendar (laughs) it's funny because i (laughs) it's funny because i feel like it's so normal when i'm like hey um like let or like one of us are like hey let's put a girl's date when you see each other it's like all right, yeah, I have time available in three weeks. We're like, cool, it's yeah. like that's so normal for us. Yeah, that like other people, they'd be like, what the fuck? Do you do, <laughs> in do, three weeks? I'm curious. Like, yeah. Do you notice that with other people? Like sometimes, if it's a new person and I'm like giving them a date, I'm like, I'm like, wait, are they? I think this is weird that I'm like giving them it's a like date in two months. Weeks. Yeah, like, <laughs> but that's how it is. Yeah, like, and I can kind of tell how much I'm gonna vibe with someone based on their reaction. If they're like, oh, do you have anything sooner? I'm like. I'm not sure about this, <laughs> you know, but like if it's another entrepreneur, they think it's so normal. They're like, mm-hmm. cool. I don't have availability till next month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like I loved when like you're like booking podcasts and it's like, uh, you know, it's like March and we're like booking in for next December. Oh, like, yeah. Everybody's like doing that. I just I'm good. I'm going on a podcast and like the booking wasn't able till June. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's like, I mean, yeah, everybody gets it now. Yeah. But I think, you know, it just goes back to quality. Mm hmm not quantity put yourself out there 
how, say what, hello. how you're spending the time yeah. with that person. And like, here's the other thing is bonding over things that are related to core values mm-hmm. and not just surface level likes, right? Just because you guys both like the same basketball team doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be deep friends. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but maybe not. And that's why, like, for example, with like the podcast community, there's a strong chance that if you listen to every episode of my podcast and you meet someone else who listens to every episode of my podcast, y'all are going to hit it off. Yeah, like, there's a strong she, chance. 100%. <laughs> podcast communities are real deal, mm-hmm. are real deal. Mm-hmm. You feel this like assimilation connection with someone, this like mutual bond. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a great, that's a great opportunity, but you have to make yourself visible. And mm-hmm. like, I just kind of miss the old Instagram days, you know, but I just feel I like too. you could just, I would just comment on people's posts and I would see other people commenting and then I'd comment on their posts and I'd yeah. be like, wow, we're all friends. Then we all got to know each other. And then people would like, Hey, let's meet up. I see you everywhere on Instagram. It was so, it was so much easier just to find people mm-hmm. of like interest then like so much easier. How do you feel about Clubhouse? Um, so I haven't, I've been on as like a speaker in a room a couple times. Um, my friend Bridget has been leading some ones and invited me in. Oh, sorry. It's a weird alarm was going yeah. off. I don't know what that was. Sorry, guys. Um, but I haven't dove in too much to explore all the rooms. To be honest, mm-hmm. I have not set, a, set aside time to do that because it's, very time consuming. I mean, yeah. it's, it's like listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. So many of them for hours yeah. is essentially what it is. But I mean, I've seen people posting about it and some of them look so interesting. I just, again, coming back to like the being so mentally exhausted at the end of every day, I'm having a hard time consuming information right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I do go through different periods of time in the year where I'm like obsessed with consuming information and podcasts and all the things. And other times, like I haven't been consuming Instagram at all Mm -hmm. recently i've been struggling even to post recently because i just that's not where my brain power is right Mm -hmm. now and that's okay um but i think the concept behind clubhouse is really really cool i think it's a cool concept i struggle with it like you said it's a big time commitment Mm -hmm. and i i'm not sure i mean you can get great return on it and for me it's like from the business perspective i mean it's you can really i mean you can make a lot of money through it for me i'm like so resistant to things that i can't record live to dedicate that much time yeah Yeah. but and also it's like you go on and a couple people join the room and it's great but i'm like i want it to be worth my time like i'm Mm -hmm. like why would i do this so only two people can hear when i could record something that thousands of people could hear Mm -hmm. it just it's hard for me and and I feel the same where after a day, I'm like, I'm exhausted. I can't have another conversation. Yeah. Like I do like being invited in and jumping into other people's rooms where they're moderating it. I get to kind of be this like a speaker mm-hmm. for some things, tune in and out. Um, but actually like leading my own room, leading a regular thing mm-hmm. is it's I mean, it's a whole nother platform commitment. Yeah. That's a lot. I feel like also once you kind of get off the social media thing, you're like and I feel like you've you're able to kind of get off of it yeah. more because since switching to the product mm-hmm. like it's more about the product than me yeah yeah which is why i'm excited to have a product yes it is it's nice to be able to check out of instagram and not because that's just one more thing that like takes a lot of my energy mm-hmm. so it is really nice to step away sometimes yeah well what's next for clearstone what are you guys doing 
Are you allowed to say? Yeah. I mean, we are, we're pumping out products like crazy right now in a really strategic way. We are listening to what everyone wants and we are creating it. Mm. <laughs> so we just launched our bounce back serum, which is our pure anti-aging serum. It's like cell renewal and steroids. It has three times as many stem cells as cell renewal does, plus all these natural peptides in it, which is really good for like stimulating collagen production helping with any DNA damage. So sun damage, scar damage, wrinkles, you name it. People are literally seeing results in like a couple of days. Like it's a, it's wow. an epic, like it's a major glow from it. And then our bright eye serum, which is our eye gel. Um, and then we are working on our body line. So we're working on acne safe body lotion and body oil. Oh, I love yeah. that. And a mask. We're working on a mask. Oh my God, I love <laughs> yeah. it. I can't wait for so the mask. So the next one's in the docket. So we're really like, we're just working on building out a solid line of everything anti-acne, anti-aging. Mm -hmm. So people just can kind of take the people can take the guesswork out of products and they know they know when they come to our website, they know Clear Stem is going to have no pork clogging ingredients. It's not going to trigger acne and it's going to be great for anti-aging. I love it. Lots of work. Yeah. I, I think it's so interesting to see you with the product side. Like I I mean I my type of business, like I know my type of business, but the whole product world feels like just like a whole other thing. And yeah. it's so fascinating for me to kind of see how that's all going. That's how I feel about like the coaching world too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I wouldn't even know where to start going that direction because mm -hmm. it's two totally separate yeah. entities. Like I've become, and that's why I've taken a little bit of a backseat to Instagram because I've been so obsessed with like building our team mm -hmm. and I've been having so much fun like building out really awesome campaign ideas and marketing strategies mm -hmm. and collaborations and we're working on some like co-branded products with people and that's where I'm getting like so much joy out of right now yeah and so I'm you know I pop into Instagram for some things and it's, it is very important like I love showing the behind the scenes of ClearStem and our products but to be physically on for my team and for what Clearstone needs and on social media, I got to pick and choose. And my yeah. team needs me the most. I know. I think there, there are pros and cons. And mm -hmm. I've definitely gone through times with my business where I'm like, sometimes I just wish like, I've thought this or I'm like, I don't want to be the face of anything. Like, I wish, wish I had a product and I could like, just like, <laughs> no one has to even know me, you know? Yeah. But also that's not even the way products products are anymore like yeah, as a brand it's all about brand yeah, stories yeah you have to show Who's that behind it but there's definitely like less intensity yeah but i also love so many things about about my job like just being able to be me and have the type of conversations i want to have and i don't know there's that whole thing too yeah exactly so there, there are pros and hopefully i can have the best of both worlds <laughs> well um i would like to ask you what are you expecting from Christina, the channel in the next year, in the next 100 episodes? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm expecting, firstly, I love seeing all your transitions. Like, I, one of my favorite things, I guess, about you and on social media, because who you are in person is who you are on social media too, um, is seeing your growth and evolvement over the years. And your ability to show all of that, I think, is what is so inspirational to people. Like they, like they obviously yeah. they love your con. Like you know, I love your content. People follow you because they love your content. They love absorbing it. But because you're so yourself, and 
always willing to show what you're going through and your transitions, I feel like is what makes you so incredibly unique. And so I think what we're going to see or like expecting to see over the transition of this podcast is just you becoming more of you and you harnessing those strengths and abilities that you are working on right now with channeling, with a spirituality, with everything and seeing all of those things come more and more to life over the next year. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Well, and that's something that I don't think I realized I was doing. Mm-hmm. And the more I think about it, it's like I want to show people that they can change and they should change. And in fact, if they're not changing, they're not growing. And if there's something I'm, I know I'm good at, it is at growing. You know what I mean? Like I definitely changed. I changed very quickly, much more rapidly than most people. And I mean, that comes up with friends and relationships of like, I can't be in any type of relationship with people who don't also change because I shift so much. If people around me are not do are not shifting, like they can't keep up with me. Mm -hmm. And I even see that with my audience of like, people can't always keep up. Yeah. And that's okay. And that's fine. But I think I like to show people that they can change and don't be afraid to even big shifts. And I think, you know, in the pivoting world of business, there's so much rhetoric around, you know, to do it strategically. People tell you like, do this. And it's like this whole process. And I'm like, honestly, fuck it. Like tomorrow to do this. Like, you know (laughs) what I mean? Like that's how I am. And it's really rewarding for me when people tell me that watching me shift and change has given them permission to which they don't need the permission to but made them feel safe to change themselves and make some re- really what feels like radical shifts you know but that that's part of growing and i think sometimes it's hard for me to wrap my head around because i'm like shit am i going to change things again in 6 months i mean i don't know and so what but that that's you though yeah. and that's the thing like we've seen you over these 400 episodes from actually adultish to Christina, the channel. We've seen you from being in college to dropping, like taking a semester off to coming back Mm -hmm. to buying a house this past (laughs) year to having your spirit guides to channeling. (laughs) Like what? Like that's what we've seen. And that's like, that's what makes you, you. And that's what make, that's what got you to this 400th episode and not boring the crap out of people and inspiring people along the way. Cause they're seeing you go through these crazy transitions because that's life because life mm-hmm. is transitions yeah and like you said if you are stagnant and you're not growing then then you're stuck like you're just you're just there and it's it's fun to evolve and grow because as humans that's what we're meant to do and we feel we're holding ourselves back if we're not growing into who we're meant to be mm. yeah i love that it's like when you watch harry potter and you like grow up with them yeah you know, like grow up with me mm-hmm. um Yeah. I mean, and I think the coolest part is that I've changed my opinion Mm -hmm. on so many things. And that's been a process alongside people who have been listening. Like you've watched that. And I'm someone, I'm not afraid to be like, I was wrong. I changed my mind. (laughs) You know, like, but that's what the cool thing is. And, you know, consistency is key. But and I think this is interesting in the business world of like consistency with message, like marketing is saying the same thing a million times in different ways. But at the same time, like, no, like at the same time, that's boring to me. 
And that's okay if that's what all the business social media gurus want to say. But like, you know, what's worked for me is authenticity. I was just going to say, sometimes consistency is in authenticity. Yeah. Because some people, they change their mindset on things. But, but they, they cling to their message. Because they have such a following mm-hmm. on that message that they are so fearful. Mm-hmm. If they admit that they changed their mind, that they are going to lose their community and following. So they are inauthentic for the fear of consistency and losing people. Exactly. And bites them in the butt. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, I did a podcast on this. I think it was probably last week at this point. Um, just around how many people they niche down so hard and they're like married to an idea and they build a whole brand on it. And then, I mean, what happens if you change your mind? Yeah. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to box myself into something. And I think when other people do that too, like, what are they teaching other people? Like, again, it's the programming. And for me, I really encourage people to like think for themselves and it's okay if, if you change your mind, mm-hmm. right? Like as you, I mean, I can talk like as you shift your frequency and raise your frequency, like what is truth for you will be different. Like what resonates for you will literally be different because you're a different energy. Yeah. And that's a sign of growth. So who knows, who knows what will happen, but I can't believe it's been 400 episodes. <laughs> Holy shit. I can't even believe it. I mean, wild. It's just so wild. So many episodes. And to me, the fact that I've been consistent with this, like for this long, (laughs) like since I was like 21, I've been doing a podcast every week. (laughs) I mean, I've never been that consistent with anything. It's the longest relationship I've ever had. (laughs) This is true. It's the longest relationship (laughs) I've ever had, you know? So it's really, it's cool. It's really cool. And I'm grateful for everybody that's, uh, you know, along for the ride and uh, still with Christina, the channel. What are you most excited about moving into this, this new chapter of growth for yourself and hitting 400 episodes and continuing this podcast? 400. <laughs> um, what am I most excited about? I mean, we talked about this. I feel like this next year, I feel like I'm like moving into this phase of just this it's like a launch. It feels like a catapulting mm-hmm. of all kinds of things. And maybe not with the podcast specifically. I feel like I don't change anything on purpose with the podcast, but just the content shifts because I'm shifting. Other than that, it's, you know what I mean? So, but for me, I just feel like I'm in this new phase of my life. I feel like I'm more me than ever before. I feel like I'm really stepping into myself and like really stepping into what I'm supposed to do more than ever before. And it took me like a few iterations to, to get there and it'll continue to shift and change. Um, but I'm excited to really just like not hold back. Like, and I, I don't think of myself as somebody who holds back necessarily um on purpose how do i describe this do you know what i'm getting at i feel like it's more getting comfortable into this new stage of life Mm -hmm. so it's it's you just yeah it's not holding back on purpose it's just you as a human inside of you becoming more and more comfortable stepping into it yeah so it's like little baby steps yeah it's like i'm very much myself Mm -hmm. all the time but there's been a lot that like i try to figure out for myself and i'm like is the whole world ready to like handle <laughs> handle me? You know, but I'm like, um, I just hit this point, especially in the last two weeks, where I'm just like, screw it. Like, I don't even care. Like, 
I'm going to, I'm going to do things how I want. Like, and so much has gotten in my head about like information I know and strategies and certain ways to do things, what I see modeled to me. And I'm like, honestly, fuck it. I'm going to do it my way, even if I don't know any single person that's done it my way. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to do it. And here we go. Because I feel like my whole life has been, I did a post about this the other day. Like my whole life has been a series of people telling me I'm crazy and that it's not going to work. And like you're throwing your life away and all this crap. And I'm just like, you know what? There has been nothing that I can't prove people wrong about. So I think proving people wrong is one of your favorite things. It's one of my favorite things. <laughs> it's like it fuels you. Yeah. The second like, somebody me. tells me I can't, I'm like, that is the, that's the fire. And yeah. actually that now that you say that, it's interesting because <laughs> I'm thinking about the last couple months of certain things I've been deciding whether or not I want to do. And everybody's been very encouraging. Like, yeah, you know, you can do it. You know, you can set your mind to it. <laughs> You're always second guessing yeah, that. And, I, and I'm still like, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Right. Like, <laughs> and then, and then it wasn't until like two weeks ago where like three people in a row were like, you shouldn't do that. You can't do that. And I was like, fuck it. Watch me. Watch me go. Yeah. Like, that was my moment. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, I didn't even realize like it, that's the rebel in me, I guess. But mm-hmm. that was that was when I was like, I'm doing it. And up until that point, I was so wishy-washy because everybody was so encouraging. Yeah. So you're like, ah, debate it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's when people tell me so clearly, like, you can't do that. You don't know, hasn't been done before. And I'm just like, sounds like my kind of thing. Yep. Let's Let's go. (laughs) Let's make it happen. So I'm excited to just not hold back and like really get into some weird shit, honestly. I love it. Really get get into the fringe stuff that like really no one talks about. Yeah. Like, I feel like I say that a lot, but like, we're really gonna, (laughs) we're we're gonna get into it. So that's what I'm excited about. So thanks, Kaylee, for um, chilling on the couch with me. This was a blast. For podcasting and chill. Other people Netflix and yeah. chill. We podcast and chill. <laughs> oh, um, the best. Yeah, everybody head to uh, clearstemskincare.com and uh, check out all of the wonderful products if you want your skin to glow. Love it. We're coming out with so many good things. I'm pumped for so it. So many things. All right. Thanks, Kaylee. Thank you so much for joining in today for the 400th episode. As always, if you enjoy the show and want to show some support, don't forget to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to me and helps other people find the podcast. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode.